What's going on, everybody? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my friends over at Black Rifle Coffee. Listen, stop drinking communist coffee like Starbucks and, well, Dunkin' Donuts isn't as bad, but it's still not America's coffee. Not only do they give millions of dollars every single year to help veterans every single day, they're employing hundreds, if not thousands already of veterans as well, and they have legitimized themselves as America's coffee. So what are you waiting for? Go get it. Go be pro-America and support my friends at BlackRifleCoffee.com right now. All right, what's going on, America? And welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. I have a serious, there we go, issue with my headphones. My headphones make me sound like a robot. Uh, And so hopefully I don't sound like a robot to you guys. I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. It was exciting here. We uh, didn't do a whole lot, which was nice. We've been so busy the past two weeks. Uh, We sat around. Yes, we watched the NFL playoffs. um, And uh, yeah, Bills pulled out a win. I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. He's a good dude. Uh, AJ Klein's a, a fan of the show. So uh, we kind of pull for the Bills here. So the Bills tried to give it away, uh, but they won. Uh, The Giants pulled it out, which was uh, interesting to see. I saw somebody made a funny comment. Brian Dabal, the head coach of the Giants, kind of resembles Alex Jones. So everybody said congratulations to Alex Jones uh, for for coaching the Bills to their first playoff win since 2011. Uh, The Bengals... um, should have lost, but they did not against the Ravens. Uh, I think the Bengals get beat at Highmark Stadium against the Bills next uh, next Sunday. And then tonight, I think uh, I would love to see Tom Brady, man, a nasty 8-9 and nine Tampa Bay Buccaneers team versus, you know, a pretty solid Cowboys team. But I would love nothing more than to see Tom Brady pull this out. Not because I got anything against the Cowboys. I don't have anything against the Cowboys. I don't particularly, I'm not like a fan or a hater of Tom Brady. I just think it would be hilarious. Like, of course, Tom Brady with a horrific team, eight and nine record. You have a losing record, but you're the NFC South winner because the NFC South is just so horrible this year. And you squeak into the playoffs and then watch them make a legit run (laughs) in the playoffs. Like That would be the most Tom Brady thing in the world to do. So anyway, I don't know. Some people are probably going to get mad. Oh my gosh, you watch the NFL. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, I, I watch it. The NFL's coming back around. They realized that they were losing the base and the audience. I, I do. I believe they realized that. So they're starting to come back around. Uh, it's starting to get a little bit better. Uh, anyway, and then especially with the DeMar Hamlin thing that happened, I think like, the Bills right now are kind of become like uh, America's team. And I saw a really cool little uh, sign and it was America and the E was a three because that's DeMar Hamlin's number and then team, the E was a three. And so I don't know. I feel like the whole world is kind of like 
a pseudo Bills fan right this second. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so we'll see. My predictions, I guess, is you're going to see a Chiefs-Bills AFC Championship, and I would love to see Philadelphia Eagles versus the Buffalo Bills for the Super Bowl. I think that would be really cool. Uh, the 49ers are surging, but I just, I can't, I can't, I can't stand the 49ers. And yeah, I know it's Colin Kaepernick's fault, but I don't care. He ruined the franchise for me for all of eternity. I just, I can't, can't do the 49ers. Uh, so I am going with a Philly Bills or a Philly Chiefs Super Bowl. That's my prediction. That's what I want to see. But I definitely want to see the Chiefs versus the Bills in the AFC Championship because the world deserves a rematch from last year. Okay, moving on to things that matter. If one of your goals this year is to do business with the companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk is my cell phone company. It's the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news network. Also, their service is amazing. You get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. And that's probably half of what you're paying right now. You can keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first month risk-free guarantee. Try it. And if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company who supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code GRAHAM. The stupid news of the day. Uh, I, I can't believe that Martin Luther King has made it into the just stupid things of the day. However, we have to talk about the statue that they unveiled in the, the, you know, in reverence for Martin Luther King today is Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. They unveiled a statue. <laughs> Let's a uh, $10 million statue uh, on top of that. It is supposed to resemble the embrace that Martin Luther King and his wife had after he won the Nobel Peace Prize. Okay. It, it, it's supposed to resemble that. But someone decided that they were going to remove the bodies of them and remove their heads and only have the positions that their arms were in. And these are not my words. This is across the world. This is New York Times right here. Woke $10 million MLK penis statue insults the black community. Coretta Scott King Ken, uh, i.e. children, etc., um, this is a $10 million statue. It, it's just horrible. It's, it's horrible. It's a massive bronze piece. And depending on what side you're standing on, it looks as though, and if your children listen, I apologize, but you know, earmuffs here, if, if you're standing on one side of it, it looks as though someone holding as the New York post says a penis. <laughs> that's, that's what it looks like. It's horrible. And if you look at it from another angle, it looks as though a woman's legs are spread open and a man's it's just, it's not good. It's, it's not good. 
Um, and like I said, the, the person who made it has unveiled the picture that was the inspiration for this. And if you look at the photo of them, you can go, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I see it, but whoever decided to remove their bodies and remove their heads, it's, 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 it's bad. <laughs> like it's bad. And what's worse is somebody got paid $10 million to make this thing. That's the craziest part about all this. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how many people looked at this and said, you know what? That's it. That's the one it's ready. That's, 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 that's the direction that we're going to go. It's, it's horrendous. It's uh it's an insult to Martin Luther King. This is not me making fun of the man at all. This is just me saying we got a lot of stupid people in this world and whoever decided that that was a good idea. It, it's it, it, I I've never been pro tearing down statues until I saw that. And so tear it down, man. It's terrible. It's awful. It's horrible. Um, uh, wow. Happy MLK day. All right, let's move on. And if you did not guess, a lot of this is going to be based on civil rights things because it is Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday today. Uh, but first, we have to get to the man, the myth, the legend, he who shall save the human race himself, Bill Gates. Uh, we have to talk about his newest thing uh, that is going to change humanity as we know it for the better. New York Post is reporting that Bill Gates says fake meat. Yes, you heard what I said. Fake meat products will <laughs> eventually be very good. <laughs> the Microsoft co-founder turned billionaire philanthropist, Bill Gates. So first of all, you just have to ask yourself questions. This is the thing about billionaires. This is the thing. Once someone becomes a billionaire in a certain area, all of a sudden they become an expert in every little thing that they might be interested in. Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates, which he stole, by the way. But either way, Microsoft co-founder turned billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates. Well, that's a deceitful thread right there. He became a billionaire from Microsoft. He didn't turn into a billionaire philanthropist. That's not, that's not how that is. Microsoft co-founder turned billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates said he is hopeful that fake meat products will eventually be a very good option for consumers, even though the share of products in the meat market is small. He said, quote, I think eventually these products will be very good, even though their share is small today. Gates said innovations like Beyond Meat and Impossible Food, which are plant-based, which are plant-based food options that range from burger to chicken nugget alternatives and the food technology company Upside Foods, which take animal cells to then grow meat in a laboratory environment are crucial steps for reducing animal consumption. Because that's what God intended when he invented the earth and man and animals he intended us to take animal cells and grow them in labs because that's going to make it better. Um, let's see here. The climate activist pointed to more traditional approaches to approve, oh, excuse me, to avoiding meat like vegetarianism or going vegan and said, that is great, but noted that most people will not choose to remove meat from their diet. He is quoted saying, quote, I don't think most people will do that. Noting that alternative meat products were necessary options to therefore lower meat consumption. 
The UN this year warned, oh, the UN, oh, look out. This year warned that steps lined out in 2015 Paris, Paris Climate Accord to lower global warming. It says warning. It means warming. Lower global warming have not been sufficiently taken. Remember, part of the reason that we have global warming is because Americans eat meat and cows fart. Remember this, right? Like, like, like all of that, all those toxins from those cow flatulence are going into the ozone layer and murdering all of us eventually. Remember, this is the coming apocalypse, people. The fart, the, the fart apocalypse, the, the, uh, f- apocalypse. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, studies vary when it comes to the effect that animal agriculture has on the greenhouse gas emissions with estimates ranging estimates ranging from roughly 10 to 20% of global emissions, though most studies list it as a leading contributor to climate change. Okay, I'm done. Uh, Look, man. I'm 30. I'm fixing to be 36 years old. If I want a cheeseburger, I'm going to eat a cheeseburger. As in the case of the gas stoves, you can take my real meat cheeseburger out of my cold, dead hands because I'm not doing it. I can't. I just, I can't. I can't stand. You know, I tried like a bean burger once and it was terrible. (laughs) Uh, We have a friend that is that way. And uh, every time we have like a cookout, they bring like their own burgers and it is immediately clear that it is horrible. The second it hits the grill, you're like, oh, wow, there's something wrong with that burger. Oh, it's not a real burger. It's a bean burger or it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a plant burger. Okay, I'm done. It's like those people that let their kids eat the completely fake hot dogs and that they're like red. And when you put them on like red, red, like Alabama football jersey red, and then you put them on the stove and they immediately like turn to black just because it's it's fake, it's food colored, and it's disgusting. I'm out. I'm not doing it. But anyway, we got to talk about Martin, uh, Martin Luther King and civil rights because that is important and it is especially important to Joe Biden. That's right. Uh, Joe Biden has uh, been caught again. Well, let's first talk about the fact that apparently Joe Biden loves what he calls the black church, which I didn't even know we were allowed to say that in today's society. The black church. What church do you go to? Well, I go to the white church. What church do you go to? Well, I go to the black church. What? Only Joe Biden can get away with saying this, and nobody says anything. Nobody says, uh, Mr. President, I don't know if you can say the black church, uh, that's called, uh, they're called the, uh, you know, the East side first Baptist church or the, or, or, or the second Baptist church. That's another thing. This is completely off topic. How many first Baptist church churches are there? I mean, at some point there's gotta be some kind of copyright infringement, right? Like every church can't be the first Baptist church. I don't know. I digress. Anyway, Joe Biden is caught saying that even though he is a devout Catholic, after he went to 7.30 a.m. mass, he would make it a point because he loves black people so much that he would then go to the black church. No, this is not a joke. This is what he said. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to 7.30 mass every morning in high school and then in college. 
before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. Not a joke. Andy knows this. I used to go to 730 mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. <laughs> you know, you know, his press people were in the back going, oh, my God. <laughs> They're hanging each other by their ties at this point. Joe Biden just called it the black church, but it doesn't end there. He also, while in the church pulpit, by the way, uh, isn't this cultural appropriation because he's standing in a predominantly black church when he's saying these things. But it's Joe Biden. It doesn't matter. Um, Joe Biden then goes on to talk about how much of a civil rights activist he is. Two political heroes my entire life when I started off as a 22-year-old kid in the east side of the civil rights movement. Two political heroes as he started off as a 22-year-old kid on the east side in the civil rights movement. Again, um, oh, this church is actually called Ebenezer Baptist Church, by the way. Not the black church, Joe. It's the Ebenezer Baptist Church, not the black church. (laughs) Anyway, when I started off as a 22-year-old kid on the east side in the civil rights movement. Now, when somebody makes a statement like that, that would make you believe that they were out in the streets marching in Selma, Alabama, alongside Martin Luther King, standing up for the rights of African-American citizens, which absolutely should be done. However. This is a lie. This is a lie that Joe Biden has been proven it's a lie uh, all the way back in 1987, the year of my birth, by the way, great year, which is interesting to me that Joe Biden, and especially in today's cancel culture and race relations and stuff like that, Joe Biden is allowed to continue these proven lies that he was involved in the civil rights movement. Uh, In 1987, he had to issue a correction. This is an actual quote from a statement he had to make in that time frame. During the 60s, uh, he said, quote, during the 60s, I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. Biden, who was running for president at the time, said during a speech in 1987, I was not an activist. I worked at an all black swimming pool. This is where corn pop who's a bad dude. This is where he came to be. I was not an activist. I worked in an all black swimming pool in the East side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved in what they were thinking in what they were feeling, but I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. (laughs) I love it. I was involved in what they were thinking. Because he worked at an all-black swimming pool. Joe Biden working at an all-black swimming pool is the equivalent of, of like, Rosa Parks in his mind. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. Delaware? Delaware? Delaware. I was involved in what they were thinking, in what they were feeling. But I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma, he continued. I was not anywhere else you for sure aren't like in your own mind joe this is this is uh yeah i mean you can't make it up you really can't and and only joe biden can get away with right before martin luther king jr's birthday uh saying that he loves the black church (laughs) and he was a civil rights activist (laughs) even though 
he was not. All right, let's talk about the world just fi- just falling into a fiery pit down the darkest holes and H-E double hockey sticks. Miss Universe pageant, which I don't really watch Miss Universe, but I go through Twitter and I see the highlights. It It's quite baffling. There was this one girl who walked out in what appeared to be she looked like she was a transformer in mid-transformation, right? Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? You ever seen Transformers where they're like a car and then they're in mid-transformation and there's just junk everywhere like as they're transforming? Well, yeah, that's that's what it looked like. It was weird. But the weirdest part was a, a transgender... F- is it female? If it's a dude who becomes a male, I always get it messed up. Is that a transgender male or is that a transgender female? If a man thinks that he's a, a woman, is that a transgender female or a transgender male? I, I don't know, nor do I care. But either way, apparently this man, a biological man, and, and I don't even like saying that. People say the words biological male and biological female because they don't want to get in trouble. This dude who thinks that he is a chick, uh, has apparently bought the Miss Universe pageant, right? And so he (laughs) gets on stage to basically express how uh, this pageant was going to be owned by (laughs) Weemon or women. You've got to listen to this. My station from now on is going to be ran by Weemon. Women. Owned by trans women. For all women. Women. For all women really around the world. For all women around the world. Women. Women. (laughs) So (laughs) it's not just humorous because he can't say the word women. Uh, we mind <laughs> it just and just the irony of saying a we man, a we man. <laughs> you can't make it up. There's kids listening to this episode in your car. I can't, I can't, you know, go much further into that, but it's hilarious. Uh, the world is in a fiery blaze. Uh, you know, bad is good. Good is bad. Uh, men are women. Women are men. Uh, the Joker just got its own comic book written where the Joker gave birth. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Lactating, all this other kind of stuff. It's it it's insanity. Um, okay, we gotta get we gotta get moving on here. So this was super interesting. Um, and this is where my full conspiracy theory thing is coming out. And I actually told somebody the other day, I was just talking to them, and I said, you know, they're gonna find out and it's gonna come out that these COVID-19 vaccines. Um, are leading to heart issues and blood clotting issues, right? And I even said, and I've just, I've got to quit putting this stuff into the ether, man, into the atmosphere, because I, I just, we're batting a thousand on this show. All right. I said, it wouldn't shock me if Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, BioNTech, all these people knew that it was going to cause heart issues and even though they their net worth like Moderna specifically went up 19 billion they made 19 billion dollars during the covid-19 uh things oh another thing they're also upping the cost of the covid-19 vaccine now 
Now Moderna is now charging $130 per shot. Um, so a shot that is going to be proven to give you a stroke, they are charging you $130 to take it on a shot that costs $2.85 to manufacture. That's quite a uh, uh, an upcharge. But either way, I said it wouldn't shock me if they knew this so they could come on the back end and create a new medication that is going to help with heart conditions and blood clots and all this stuff. I mean, and not even three days later, this is the president of Moderna. Listen to what they have to say. He's got an accent, but, but you know, here we go. This morning, a very exciting program in cardiology for chronic heart failure. As you know, it's a massive medical problem around the world. Just in the U.S., a million hospitalization every year. The molecular vaccine is really interesting because it's a naturally occurring hormone in humans. It's used actually by pregnant women during pregnancy. And we believe that we can code that molecule to help people with heart failure. We've announced this morning that we've initiated a phase one study in patients. And we'll share with you data as we learn more about this program that could move pretty quickly if a phase one were, were positive. So... In case you didn't figure that out, they basically said that Moderna has now started phase one trials in a chronic heart failure uh, medication that they have developed, and they have officially dosed their first patients, and they're going to be tracking those patients in trials, et cetera. I wonder how many of those first patients are COVID-vaxxed patients that are now experiencing heart issues and chronic heart failure. This is the perfect cover-up, guys, and I, I... Look, I know this sounds super Alex Jonesy and super conspiracy theory, but this is like the perfect cover up for big pharma, man. Like you push this vaccine, you make billions of dollars pushing it, right? Now that the vaccine, like people are getting even more hesitant, you make one final push about the vaccine because there's still some people out there that believe in it. You're going to charge it $130 now so you make your money, uh, but Meanwhile, in the back end, you know that this is causing people to have strokes, blood clots, heart failure. And so you're already conveniently working on this new, this new drug and this new therapeutic to help with chronic heart failure and heart disease. You just can't make it up. And you have to start asking the questions. Um, doesn't that seem a little convenient? Doesn't it seem a little like, uh, okay, uh, sure, why not? Uh, but, you know, the country's ran by idiots. And at this point, you have to, you, you just have to say that, right? You know, the country's ran by idiots. And people who refuse to question these idiots at all, I, I don't know. I guess that makes them also not smart individuals. But, but either way, could, just adding on to this fact, Democrats are now pushing to amend the Constitution so not to push the voting age from 18 to 21. No. They want to push the age from 18 to 16 years old. That's right. They're going at this again. They want 16-year-olds to vote in an apparent attempt to make it easier to enact left-leaning policies like gun control and pro-environmental measures. The, obviously, yes. Your brain is not fully developed at 16, okay? So they want to go after the 16-year-olds. Look, man, <clears throat> I'm not saying that there are not some bright 16-year-olds out there. 
But when's the last time you had a legit conversation about it with a 16-year-old? Hey, what do you think about the national debt? Hey, what do you think about gun control? Hey, what do you think about abortion? Hey, what do you think about a man wanting to be a woman or a woman wanting to be a man? You got this 48-year-old pervert going into a bathroom with your eight-year-old daughter. What do you think about those things? Have you actually listened to 18 or 16-year-olds? They are morons. I'm sorry. I Look, <laughs> that may upset you and you may think that your 16-year-old is special and I don't know, a unicorn peed on her or him as he was coming out. And now he's the chosen one that's going to save the world. But your 16 year old is dumb, just like all the rest of them. They may be book smart or they may be street smart, but they still are really dumb in a lot of areas. And their most famous line that they say is watch this, right? Like that's, that's your 16 year old. Of course, they want the younger generations to vote and they want even younger people to vote because they have no life experience. They have no reason to understand, oh, yeah, you know, that's actually, you know, not a good idea. That would raise taxes. <laughs> that would make it harder for me to pay my mortgage. That would reduce my 401k or my SEP IRA account. That They don't know anything about that stuff. They have no idea. Oh, child tax credits. Oh, Oh, I get a, I get a, I get a credit for uh, paying my employees more money, blah, 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 blah. They don't know anything about that stuff. So of course, of course, Hey, we need to, we, we need to allow people to be able to do whatever they want. So we need these 16 year olds to vote because we want women to be men and men to be women. And we want to demasculate, demasculate society. We want to take away guns. 16-year-olds don't like guns. Why do they need guns? They got Call of Duty. They can get it out of their system that way. It's insanity. Of course, they're going after the younger generations because their brains aren't even fully developed yet. Of course, the master plan is taking shape right before our eyes. Pretty soon, eight-year-olds who in some states are allowed to decide whether or not they want puberty blockers Pretty soon, eight-year-olds that still think they're Batman are going to be able to vote and change society as we know it. It's like that scene from Parks and Rec where Ben uh, got elected mayor of his town when he was 18, and within three months, he bankrupted the town because he wanted to invest all the town's money into a, a skating rink, an ice skating rink called Ice Town. That's what it would be. That, that's where we're going. Parks and Rec is like, you know, they have so many things <laughs> that are amazing in there. But right there, that's it. That's, that's where we're headed. Why, why can't we have gummy flavored uh, stairs that you can eat in homes? Let's do that. <gasps> oh, why do, we need, why do we need stoves or microwaves or refrigerators at all? We'll just have Uber Eats deliver uh, fake meat to our house every day. That's what we'll do. Speaking of running, Matt Gates, who is resurging back into the news because of his stand during the whole speaker race, made some waves. But I, I'm curious your thoughts on this clip when he was on the Timcast. Uh, here we go. Listen to what he has to say. Said to President Trump is like, you have to create a permission structure where women who do not like you vote for you again. Mm. And like you see the grit of a Sarah Huckabee Sanders, you see the directness, the efficacy, um, she really bold steps. Her first days as governor, banning TikTok on a lot of the government devices there. 
<coughs> she's the kind of person I'd look at. Christy Nome also, mm. I think would be uh would be a pretty stellar pick. I I, I don't disagree. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be Sarah Huckabee Sanders because she literally just became governor, but I've said it for a while. I think Christy Nome is a solid choice for a running mate. Uh, the question that I would say is, is a Christy Nome and a Donald Trump going to be able to get along enough behind the scenes kind of deal, but email me Graham at dear and let me know what you think. Do you think Trump has a women problem in voting i'm interested to know um and would your 16 year old vote for donald trump <laughs> if sarah huggaby sanders or christy Nome was on the ticket uh that's all we have for this episode i hope you guys have a fantastic monday for those of you who are off congratulations for those of you who are working i feel your pain too that's all we have for this episode of the dear america podcast and we'll see you all again next time